You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Today on Flying the Call, I'm talking to St. Judas all about the new EP, A Terrible Year. This is one of the releases that, when it came out, I saw all over my timeline, which is something I always love, and it especially felt worthy for this one, because it really is just such an awesome release. It's a huge step forward in expanding the sound of the band, and really expanding like the message and the feel behind it as well. Musically, it's somewhere in between... Aaron West in the front bottoms, but definitely a little more vibey and has a strong like emo sense as well. We're talking a lot about finding community and branching out in collaboration and you know how the pandemic has kind of allowed that to happen in many ways. We're also talking about song as this therapy, both for himself and for others that are, you know, listening to the music and hopefully see that they're not alone in what they're experiencing, can see the the similarities between what's being expressed in the songs and what they're experiencing and how that can really be a cathartic thing for everyone involved. You may have seen the announcement on social media, but I'm really excited to say that Sound Talent Media has partnered with Evergreen Podcasts. This is a really cool opportunity and I'm stoked to see how it helps Fly in the Call continue to grow. I'm also really looking forward to checking out some of the other shows on the Evergreen Network. They really have a little bit of everything, you know, from true crime and history to pop culture and humor. You can check out their website, evergreenpodcast.com. You know, I'm sure there's going to be something that piques your interest and you'll at least want to listen to an episode or two of. Fly on the Call is all about discovery of new music, so you could easily find your new favorite podcast on there. So without further ado, onward to my conversation with St. Judas. Terrible Year is somewhat of a sequel to your last DP songs for Dorian. Um, this one kind of exploring your first year of acclimating to your new surroundings after the build up towards the move to Florida that was, you know, the last EP. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about, you know, just kind of the the timeline and the process behind the album or the inspiration behind the album. Yeah. Our no, EP. <laughs> so that's right. So Dorian was like all about that big move. I moved from uh, Nashville to Florida, which is kind of a, a big move. It was like a 12 hour drive to get down here. And I, I grew up in Tennessee. So like a lot of my life is there. You know, I went to mo- most of school down uh, or up there, I guess. And uh, um, it was just like scary, you know, having to like re- relocate uh, my entire life. And I was just like really afraid. So I wrote all those songs for Dorian um, it happened to be around the time that the Hurricane Dorian hit as well. So that's where I got the name for that. And then after that EP came out, I started to kind of, like you said, acclimate into my new surroundings, my new atmosphere, uh, which was really difficult. You know, um, I, it's funny. I think that like one of the things I don't really tell you when you're like growing up, especially when like you're in college and stuff is like, meeting people and like doing things outside of college is like once you graduate it's like really difficult you know like (laughs) so it was like really hard I was like trying to like go to shows and I'm really active in theater as an actor so like I was trying to get involved in like local theater community um but it was still kind of hard to like meet people make friends and then of course the uh worldwide pandemic happened and that made it even 
uh, more difficult to to meet people. So I, I think like I was really frustrated, you know, um, being in this new area. And I, I started to, you know, I was able to still keep in contact with a couple of my close friends from college. But, you know, when you have friends and like you're able to see them all the time, it, the dynamic really changes when you like move right and so you know people stop reaching out as much and they stop responding as much and um it got really really like lonely down here you know and i just started feeling really overwhelmed i started getting like really uh depressed and i went into the only thing that i really knew what to do when i feel that way and that was just to kind of pour myself into music and i started writing these songs about how I feel and it's I mean I hate it because like I feel like all my songs are always so depressing but it's kind of the only way that I can really get those feelings out you know in a in a healthy way and um lucky for me like as I was writing these songs and kind of becoming more involved in like the emo music scene I really started to like meet new people and collaborate with people and just I found this like amazing community that was a lot of people that were holed up in their homes just like I was because of world events and stuff and it was really like a game changer for me as far as like my mental health and how I was how I was feeling so it it's it's almost ironic to me you know to for the EP to be a terrible year because the year of writing those songs like was pretty bad because I was like so depressed and so anxious and I was dissociating from myself but like I was also in the process of like being in a much better place than I've ever been in my entire life and like I can say like really happily now that like I'm a lot better so that's good you know so that was kind of like the process and at least from like an emotional standpoint of how like I was I was writing those songs and like why I was writing those songs and ten like in ten and tangent with uh with Dorian, you know? Yeah, I mean and it's so ironic that like it's kinda the pandemic that in some ways led or allowed you to become part of like the community that you're part of now, which seems to be like a really important aspect for you personally and for your music. Like I when the EP released last Friday, like I was seeing it all over my timeline, which I just anytime it releases like that, I like love to see it so much. I I was so blown away, man. Like it was it was absolutely astounding and it made me it made me so happy. Like you're right. Like it was it's kind of crazy how how great a community and how at home I feel with, with these people online that I've met, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, can you talk a little bit more about kind of like how you found that community and kind of how it affected, you know, the recording and release of the uh, uh, the EP? Um, yeah, so it's hard to, like, really pinpoint how I, like, found the community. I feel like there's a lot of factors that went into it. Like, I I started, like, I guess just traversing Twitter more because, like, I was holed up on my own. And there were a couple of people that had reached out to me because they found my music, uh, I think, on SoundCloud or Bandcamp. And they seemed to, like, just genuinely love, like love the music and wanted to talk to me about the music and I like discovered their music that way as well and we kind of started talking and becoming friends and uh like it it, the bubble just kind of started growing like I saw the people that they like interacted with online and I wanted to like get involved with those people as well and it just kind of grew and grew until 
um, it reached the point where I'm at now where I feel like there are just so many wonderful people that are in my life that are, um, you know, cheering for me to <laughs> with with the music and, and with me personally. Like I, I do consider a lot of them like really good friends of mine. And it's been really great because I've always taken the approach of my music as like something that I do personally for myself to like express myself. So I've always felt very... I mean, I don't want to say like protective, but maybe that's the word to use there. Like I am very protective of my music and my songs. And it's been like a really great journey, like letting those people in and like helping me with the process. Cause I'm, I'm not like trained or I didn't go to school for music. I don't really know a lot. And it's been really cool to like meet all these people who know more about the production side of things or recording separate instruments. And I have a lot of people that have kind of lended a hand in making this uh, this release possible, whether it's from the production side or the recording side or the press side of things that like I would not have been able to do without them because they're just so much more knowledgeable about these things than I am. I've I've always taken the approach of like I I trust people, um, you know, when they that are like experts in whatever field that they work in, you know, like if. If you're a music producer or a production person, that's like what you are passionate about and what you love. I'm going to trust you way more uh, to know like what is probably good production wise for the song than than myself. I, I know in my head like how I want things to sound, but I don't necessarily know how to make that happen. And I, I definitely like it's been a it's been really wonderful to like just trust other people to be able to help make my vision come true i guess if you want to call it that you know it's 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 really great and i love i love all of them very dearly and i've got the chance to meet a, a, a lot of them actually now that the uh we can start traveling again and do more socially distant um things to be able to meet people so it's been really really great for sure yeah and i mean it's like interesting also that you know this is kind of like a 180 from songs for dorian which was you know literally like all you um, to now, you know, like you said, collaborating and I know you work like really closely with your producer and stuff. Um, can you kind of like compare and contrast those uh, two processes a little bit? Yeah. So songs for Dorian, you know, I, I'm very proud of that release. It's by no means like well produced or well recorded or or, or whatever. But like, I'm super proud of it just because I, I did do all of it on my own. And I think what was hard about going into Terrible Year was I, I had just come off of that and kind of that like healthy pride of like, yeah, I accomplished something. I did this all by myself and I'm really proud of that too. Now I kind of want to explore new things. I want to bring in new instruments. I want to make the production like sound a little better. And I was hoping, you know, somehow that I would be able to do all of that and I learned very quickly that that was not going to happen. And I mean, the original plan was that I was going to just do it all on my own. And I realized that I, I just wasn't going to quite do it. And I'm, I, I think what changed um, with Terrible Year is that I was, I was recording some of the songs and I was demoing them out and I was getting a feel for like how they were going to sound if I like produced them myself and I had made like a tweet saying that I was working on new music and if anybody wanted to hear like a demo that I would send it to them and a couple people responded saying that they wanted to hear it. a couple people that I'm friends with and one person in particular was a, 
uh, Bob from a band called Hornbill. I don't know if you are familiar with them, but um, he listened to it. And it's really funny because the music that he makes is really hard, like hardcore, like almost metal, you know, like metalcore kind of stuff. Lots of math rocky. And my music is is not that at all. And so he heard the song and he he loved it. And I was kind of surprised that he loved it so much. And he was like, man, I love this song so much. Um, And it was just like an acoustic demo, you know, with like a little, like maybe I threw in some synths and maybe like a programmed drum in there, like very simple stuff. And he he said, hey, do you mind? Like, would you be interested in like sending me the stems for these songs so that I could maybe like, you know, mess around and and, uh, mix it for you? And I was like, I mean, if you want to, dude, like you're more than, you're more than, I I had never had somebody ask me that before and I wasn't really sure how that would go. So I I did, I sent him the stems and I thought, I I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know how it's going to sound, but why, why not? You know, it's not, he just wanted to do it for fun, I think. And he just wanted to see what it would sound like. And he got me a mix back like within a couple days. And I remember like sitting at work and I put my I put my headphones in to listen to the mix real quick and I I just I started crying. I was like, oh my God, this is this is so much better than I could have ever hoped for. Um and so I asked him, I was like, hey, like I love this. Like I love this so much. I would love to like to do this, like to make this uh to use this mix or like build on this mix and I didn't know if you were interested like would you want to do this for the whole EP I was like hell yeah I'll do it man <laughs> so it's really he he's wonderful and like it, it's funny because the the process of getting like the mixes for the songs is I would send him basically all the stems and a demo of the song and then I would just give him like a wall of text saying like this is like the vibe I'm going for like and i'm very i don't it's very it's hard for me to describe like what i want musically other than just like saying like oh this is a song that i want to give the vibe that like you're driving at night it's really cold you got the windows down you're really stressed out and like this is the only way that you can calm down like that's the vibe i want for the song he's like okay i got you i bet and he would send it back and i'm like you 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 nailed it like how did you how did you do that so easily so he was a huge huge factor in making the songs uh sound the way they do uh they from from going like in my head to what i wanted to like on not on paper because you don't put songs on paper but uh to to making that happen and then as i wanted to put like more instrumentation in there i kind of asked around to some of the buddies that i had made uh through the the twitter scene and i just was like hey does anybody know how to do drums like i want to make more like interesting drums for the songs does anybody know how to do like a horn section does anyone play bass like i would really love to add these instruments on there and people were like really excited to want to be a part of it and it kind of i don't know it just made me really happy that like people wanted to collaborate and um be a part of something that was really special to me because these songs like they do mean a lot uh, to me and to have people to open them up to other people isn't easy for me, but I'm really glad that I did. Yeah, I think that production style is especially cool because it like almost gives you a chance to experience your music like as a listener for the first time. Yeah, no, every single song that I listened to, like the first mixes for, I, I was just like, man, 
I, I, you're right. Like I felt like I was listening to the song for the first time because I had no idea what to expect, and it was just really. I was always really excited whenever I sent him like the demo for a new song because I thought, okay, all right, this is the next one. Like this is the next one we'll be working on. Like let's let's see what happens. And I was always there was never a moment that I got one back and I thought, oh, I'm not too sure. Like I I grew to trust Bob a lot more in the process just after with each song because I I was like, there's he's not gonna mess this up because there's there's no way he could he some he gets me somehow he knows exactly what i what i want to go for and he knows how to make it even better he'll make calls like oh it'd be really cool if we threw this in here or it would be really cool if we did this with that or if we added this kind of like drum fill or bass part or i don't know like he i loved his ideas and they only like made the song stronger in my opinion so it was it was really great awesome yeah i mean in some ways this kind of feels like the most like pop leaning type stuff you've done like i feel like there's you know uh, there's definitely like a midwest emo influence on songs like turning off the tv but a lot of what i get is like aaron west mixed with the front bottoms front bottoms vibes like uh, can you talk a little bit about just kind of like what you were listening to what you were hoping to kind of like elicit with these songs i'm so glad you said Aaron West, because I was on a huge Aaron West binge when Just I was the writing best. these songs. <laughs> I, I love, I've always, I mean, I've always loved the projects that he works on, but like for some reason I was just really, really into Aaron West. And I've always been like really big on the more like, I don't want to say like f- maybe folkier side of like the, e- like almost emo adjacent with like a little folk t- tinge. Like I love Aaron West. I love Hodera. I love, I mean, downhaul yes downhaul their record last year was amazing um the front bottoms were like really big for me early on and i i haven't listened to them like as as much recently but they were kind of a big influence um but yeah the uh taking those inspirations kind of like i don't know it made me feel good because i always feel weird whenever i not feel weird but like whenever new music comes out especially in the emo scene like i feel like there's a very specific style for like what at least the emo that i listen to usually is like a lot of like mathy parts twinkle stuff um hard hard hitting guitars and like that's never been really my style so listening to bands like worst party ever at least their earlier stuff and aaron west and i'm always listening to the front or not the front bottoms uh the mountain goats like that that kind of stuff all like kind of reassures me and like you know i'm expressing myself in, in my own way with a more like chill relaxed vibe and i've always wanted to kind of give a more chill relaxed vibe because that's the kind of music that i really love to listen to like all the time like there's it's a mood that i'm always in like i'm gonna listen to like sufjan steve and lay down in bed and cry to myself or something like that so it's not necessarily what i want listeners to do when they i mean i guess they can if that's if that helps you know go for it um but like that's that's the kind of stuff that i like to do when i listen to music and it definitely has a huge influence on me when i when i'm writing it's it's honestly been a, a struggle sometimes to write like more upbeat songs because like every time i pick up my guitar and start writing new stuff it's always like these really slow sad folky tunes and as much as i love those i'm just like come on can i write something a little bit more exciting (laughs) yeah i mean one of the things that like really stands out to me about your music is like especially on the more acoustic based songs i feel like there's emotion not just like in the vocals but even in like your strumming patterns I'm curious, like, apart from the the songwriting aspect itself, like, how do you kind of approach the performances of your? Um, so 
I definitely like want to uh I guess I use the word vibe a lot, but I do have like a vibe that I kind of go for when I when I at least I'm like like arranging a song or constructing a song and how I want it to feel um and like for the recording process it it definitely like recording my guitars is very much like an extension of of the emotion that I have when I'm like writing lyrics or the, the the album in general like I definitely channel a lot of that and like with with my like more heavy like not heavy but like faster punk sounding songs I definitely like you know, put a lot of anger behind the the strumming and the uh the the playing um when I do it. So like on the other side of that when I'm doing these slower, sadder songs, you know, I I try to feel a little bit more relaxed with things because it it's the kind of feeling where you're just like you're really overwhelmed, you know, and there's a lot going on and you just kind of want to like let it out and like l- lay down and just release all of that emotion and not be so stressed out anymore so i i try to be like you know softer with it more like melancholy when i when i'm recording at least and that extends to like the uh the vocals and any other instrumentation that i do like i always have that vibe that i'm trying to go for and how i can achieve it through the various parts of the songs you know for sure yeah and uh i'm curious how the Bojack Horseman sample at the start of Bioluminescent Blood Ritual uh, ties in with that because that's some pretty fucking heavy shit. Uh, so Bojack, if if you couldn't tell, um, Bojack is is a, is a show that I I really love. It's probably one of my favorite shows of all time. And that quote uh, that Todd says in I think it's season three is just so hard hitting for me. Like it it was the first time I watched that episode and the first time I heard that line, like it really hit me hard because it was during a time in my life where like I was just really, really depressed and I felt like everything was just going wrong. And um, to have this character basically tell someone who is being a problematic person, like, listen, you like, you can't keep blaming other things on like why you're not happy in your life right now like sometimes you just have to look at yourself and say like i want to make the change to like do the things that i can do to put myself in a better situation you know not necessarily like things that are going to just magically make you happy because it's not how it works right but like you're not helping yourself by doing all these things that are just hurting you you know it's almost like you're hurting yourself on purpose and i felt like i was in a time in my life where like I was hurting myself on purpose with like the things that I was doing and the situations that I was putting myself in. And that quote just really meant a lot to me to hear like, it's you, like it's you're the reason why you don't feel good. And it's kind of cathartic, you know, to, I mean, it's depressing (laughs) obviously to hear that and be like, Oh, you mean I'm the reason I'm so sad? Like maybe Uh, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but I I just always loved that quote and I knew that I wanted to do a sample for that song especially from Bojack just because of that show is really important to me and I at first I didn't want to use that 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 line because I thought it was too that line's pretty famous in the show I feel and I I almost felt like it was too like known for people and i i didn't want to be like that person's like oh you use the it's you line sample like in in your song but like 
the more I thought about it and the more I thought about like what this release kind of means to me, it, it felt like it was the right choice. And when I messed around with putting the sample in, it fit perfectly with the intro, like from start to finish, it was like exactly the right amount of time. Um, and I thought, okay, well, if it's going to fit this perfectly into the song, I, I, I guess, I guess I have to use it. So that's kind of like the reason why I put that sample in there. Like it, it was just, per- it just made sense to do that. And I think it, it goes really well with, with that song and the whole album together, as far as like the themes of trying to get better and trying to be a better person for yourself, you know, not for anybody else, but for you and your happiness. For sure. Yeah. I mean, as someone who's uh, only dabbled in the show, I can say it was very effective, (laughs) especially since it wasn't one that I was familiar with. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great, it's a great line. And my, my only, I'm only sad thinking that people who haven't watched the show um, will have been spoiled on that line, I guess. I mean, it's it's not like a spoiler, obviously, but it just it hits so hard the first time that you watch it, you know. So I, I guess I I kind of feel bad about that, but it's just, it's just so great, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I definitely wanted to hit you know a little more specifically on kind of like the idea of you know music as therapy and being like super personal in your lyricism. Like it seems like especially during the writing process, a lot of it is kind of like for you to work through your own feelings. But like, at what point in the process does it, you know, become, you know, also for other people and people you hope to relate to or people you hope enjoy the music? So I love that question, because that's like the reason I make music, actually, like not just the releases, not just like the songs, but like the reason I make music, like it's music has always been therapeutic to me. And I'm, I don't even refer to like, playing music or like writing music i'm like ever since i can remember like music has always been my escape um with anything i'm dealing whether it's anxiety things happening in my life like i was always able to kind of retreat into music and listen to music and when i like kind of discovered emo music i was blown away because i had always i grew up in a place where like mental illness wasn't really something you talked about you know and when I heard these songs singing about how unhappy people were or how depressed they were and how they feel like you know things aren't good right now and they're not really sure if they ever will be good I was kind of blown away like oh my gosh like I'm not the only person that feels that way I as narcissistic as that is like I'm there are other people in the world that that feel exactly the same way that I do and it really has helped me through some of the worst times of my life to be able to just listen I I have like a playlist of of music that's just songs that have helped me through hard times and I play that whenever I get stressed out because it comforts me and it, it really has like maybe indirectly or directly like saved my life and that is something that like means so much to me and I guess like making music has been kind of my way of like wanting to pay it forward you know like music has done so much for me and if I could do the same thing for other people not to say that I ever would or could but if I if I could like I would want to do that so I started I mean I've always been big on like writing poetry and I I write lots of like poems and and I I think like one day I just kind of was so overwhelmed that I picked up my guitar and I started playing and I started singing things into the void and those things were like very very cathartic for me and that 
became the first song I ever wrote, which was Therapy. And I look back on that song and kind of cringe on it because it was just like uncut, raw emotion of what I was feeling. But like, that's what it was. It was therapy to me. And that's why it's called that. That's why I wrote it. And I guess from that moment on, I thought, you know what? I want, like, it felt so good to like release it that I wanted to to continue doing it. And I showed that song to some people and this is like not bad like you should continue (laughs) doing this and i thought you know i never really thought about like making music but sure why why not like i'll do it let's let's keep it going and it's been such a great process for me personally because i'm always working through things you know life doesn't just magically get better and you're not dealing with stuff at at points like there's always going to be highs and lows and writing the music has always been a great way for me to kind of healthily confront those feelings of of hopelessness and loneliness and depression and and let them out in a way that I think that I'm able to express myself you know genuinely and people have seemed to really I don't know kind of love that you know and I have been told by some people that like things that I have said in songs like really meant a lot to them um what's the word relate to to it and it it just makes me really happy so i i I like the idea of that like not only the songs help me personally like you said it it is a lot of me just working through things that are going on but for people to hear the songs and be like yeah i'm dealing with stuff like that too like i remember being that person i remember listening to songs and going whoa like is this song written for me because i feel like i'm literally going through this exact situation right now and for people to tell me that my songs have done that for them i'm just completely blown away by that you know (laughs) sure yeah i I think it was maybe your first appearance on the good noise pod where you mentioned how you're kind of like very precious with your songwriting and like letting the emotions come to you and you know really wanting the songs to be kind of like perfect Um, i'm curious if that's changed at all since then as you continue working on music or if it ever gets like frustrating for you when you know the feelings just aren't coming (laughs) it's it's frustrating i i am trying my best to be a little bit a little less of an overthinker when it comes to my music but yeah i'm a little bit of a perfectionist especially with my lyricisms like i really want to express a very specific in my songs with my words like um on the song like turning off the tv that song took like six months to finish writing which is a long time for a song to 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 be written you know like at some point you just gotta be you just gotta say listen i'm 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 just gonna finish the song but no i there were like specific lines that i just could not get i knew what i wanted to say I, i knew like the feeling i wanted to convey but i just didn't know exactly how to word it and it is really really frustrating sometimes because there are points where i think oh, I'm just going to scrap this song or, oh, like I'm never going to finish this song or I just need to stop overthinking it and and just like write something and hope that it doesn't absolutely suck. Um, so it, it's still it's still a struggle that I have, you know, with the songwriting process. I I'm trying my best to be a little bit better about it, uh, kind of harness my desire to to express myself genuinely and exactly the way that I want to without getting frustrated you know because it can get really really frustrating some songs don't take me any time to write and those are great obviously because they don't like I, I write them and they're done and I think okay that's great uh, but some songs like are just really personal to me and I mean they're all personal but some songs I just really I really want to try my best to be 
as perfect as I possibly can. And, and nothing's going to be perfect, but, you know, I want it to be perfect to me, if that makes sense. For sure. And is that kind of part of the reason that you've, you know, you're three EPs deep and that you've kind of like kept returning to that format versus, you know, going for an LP? Uh, yeah, I, I have been, I have started an LP. I have started an LP. I am writing an LP. I am telling myself that's the next release because I, as much as I love EPs and as contained they are, they are, and and maybe that's why I like writing EPs so much is because there's such like a like a short contained little blurb of exactly what I'm trying to express. You know, they're short and sweet. You know, um. And I like I I really want to write an LP, and every time I like go back to the LP, I find something that like just doesn't seem to work, you know. Like that's how this EP was kind of written. Like I was working on the LP, and I wrote the song "Spooky Ghost Noises," and um, that song just didn't work for the LP for me. And I was like, oh, I don't want to scrap this song because it's like i like it like it's it's fun it's a fun song and so i kind of set it aside and i started working on more stuff and then i realized that i was just kind of channeling everything that i was feeling with the with the move to florida and i go okay you know what we'll put the lp on pause and i'll just get all of this out real quick um and real quick ended up being two years so uh here here we are but i don't know why i keep going back to eps i think eps are just just I don't want to say easy because they're certainly not easy, but they're, they're like quick ways to kind of express a very specific thing that I want to express. And and with the LP, like I'm a huge fan of like conceptual projects when it comes to like longer albums. And I very much want to like write something that is more conceptual with, uh with what it's trying to say. And that's kind of what I was dabbling with with this ep was i wanted to like kind of write a narrative to go with um with the music and so the more i keep like i kept like figuring out what i wanted to do for the lp and what i wanted to say and the songs that i wanted to put on there uh, like i said the the other emotions just kind of like i don't want to say got in the way but my focus definitely changed to that so i i certainly i think i will be releasing more eps in the future obviously but i i do really really want to just kind of focus on making an lp because i think they're fun i love albums and albums are great and um i would really like to write one and i think that would be really i'd be really proud of you know so that's kind of why i keep doing that yeah it's funny like your trajectory like the way that you've been building with each EP and evolving and just getting like kind of better and better. It reminds me a lot of uh, Downhaul after their three EPs. I was like, okay, and I know an LP is coming and I know it's going to blow me away. I have no idea what it's going to sound like, but I know it's going to be amazing. And that's how I feel like it's going to be for you as well. I, I hope so. It was uh, the Downhaul LP is so good. And I, I would very much like to be one of those people that like, I mean, the writing process for every single EP has always been me wanting to improve myself as a musician. You know, I want to express myself, obviously, and and write the songs that I want to write and say the things I want to say. But I always give myself a challenge with each thing that I write that I want to focus on something specific that can help me become a better musician and hopefully use something that I can learn on the way and use for a bigger release with the LP you know um so and and i finally feel like i'm i'm in a spot where i like 
I I know what I I want. Like I know the sound that I want. I know the writing style that I want. I I know who I am as a musician and the things that I'm getting better at. And I want to apply those into a, a longer release, which is why I'm like really telling myself to to finish the LP. <laughs> Um, I mean, I feel like we've hit on plenty of nuggets of wisdom throughout the episode so far, but I like to wrap up every episode by asking just for a piece of advice or something you've been thinking about lately that you want to share, whether it's music specifically or life in general or whatever else has kind of been on your mind. Yeah, I actually have been thinking about this question for the past like two weeks because, um, as I know you do like to, to end your, uh, interviews, um, and I guess what I would want to say is kind of what I hope to say with my with my music is general in general, like life is is hard, you know, um, it's fun sometimes, but it's it's hard sometimes. And there, there's a lot that goes on. And I guess I just my nugget of wisdom is that like you, the listener, <laughs> if I'm going to talk directly to the listener, like you can you can do whatever put yourself in a situation um that will make you happy like you deserve to be happy uh and i know it doesn't feel like that sometimes because i certainly do not feel like i deserve happiness a lot of times but you do i do you do everyone deserves to be happy and if there are things that you can do to 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 help make that happen do it you know if you feel like there are things in your life that are hindering you that you're unhappy with you know you don't have to stay in that and I know it's hard like it is hard to get out of things like that I'm not trying to trivialize it in any way um but I guess what I'm just trying to say is like I I I believe that you can do that and that you deserve to be happy and and to make the things need to make happen make that happen so that's that's all I want to say I guess awesome I really love that like I was in a funk for a lot of the end of last year, which is, you know, why the podcast was on hiatus for so long. Um, and like hearing stuff like that is just like what kind of like I was feeling the itch to come back. And I was like, okay, I just need to, I was kind of telling myself some, something similar to that. Like, I just need to go ahead. I just need to do it. I need to, you know, say that I'm going to do it and just do it. And it's been like so great for, you know, my mental health. And like, I, like, I love this podcast and I love being back and being able to have these conversations with people and share them with my audience. And, you know, yeah, it's just, yeah, no, I can tell, I can tell. And it's not easy, but I can tell that, you know, it's worth it. I can, I can hear from your voice that you feel like it's worth it. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, is there anything that we haven't hit on that? Uh, You've been really wanting to get out there about St. Judas or a terrible year or anything else. Um, I just want to say thank you to everyone. I never in a, in my my life thought that people would ever care about my little songs that I write, and uh, the response is just so overwhelming and so humbling. And I I just am so thankful for everyone believing in the songs and liking the songs. So I just I just want to say thank you for listening, leaving. This really felt like a special interview to me. It's always great when, you know, there's music that I love and then I'm able to connect with the person behind it. And really, you know, it makes me appreciate the music and the message behind it even that much more. So please do go check out St. Judas, check out A Terrible Year and the stuff that came before because it's all really great. And I think, you know, seeing the growth between releases has me even more excited about what's to come. Uh, This was the first newly recorded episode I'm sharing, 
And I'm so stoked for you to hear the conversations I've been having. I've been having some really great ones. Stepped up my podcasting setup recently and have been doing a little bit on the back end. So hopefully the audio quality is sounding the best that it ever has. And there's just really been so much great music coming out the end of last year and this year already that I just can't wait to continue to shine a spotlight on and help bring new ears to and help the people who are already fans dive into even more. Fly on the Call is brought to you by Sound Talent Media in partnership with Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you as always to The Alternative for helping promote the show, Jariah for the theme song, and Michaela Jane for the artwork. You can keep up to date by subscribing to the podcast and following the show on Twitter and Instagram at Fly on the Call Pod. Feel free to email any questions, comments, or other feedback to me at flyonthecallpod at gmail.com. Until next time, keep on keeping on. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2 020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.